you're listening to the Surgeons of Horror podcast. Hello, welcome to the Surgeons of Horror podcast. Its purpose is to dissect and discuss horror films, both old and new. This current podcast episode, we're going to be opening up uh, a film that's actually 20 years old, if you count the fact that it was released back in 2000 in August for part of the Munich Fantasy Film Fest. And that film is Ginger Snaps. Uh, and I have to say, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big a big fan of this particular film. I know some people weren't. I grew to like it. I, my first encounter of it was, I'm pretty sure, was at the uh, Fright Fest Film Festival in, in London, in the UK, and, uh, and I, of which I used to kind of frequent in the, the dark hours of the night in order to uh, satiate my own bloodthirst for uh, the celluloid film. Uh, anyway... But that's enough of the ramblings about myself. I, I should introduce myself for the podcast. My name is Saul Muerte, and I'm the lead surgeon as we dissect these films. But uh, I need somebody to support me in the discussions. And I, for, this, for this particular episode, I have with me Richard Lovegrove. Welcome aboard, Richard. Hello. Ginger snaps. Hello, Ginger snaps. <laughs> oh, Get you snacking away. Look at me go. Um, oh dear. Yes, this isn't to be confused with a red-headed crocodile that's got anger issues. This is a female take on the classic lycanthrope legend and story uh, set what was then modern times. Obviously, it's, as I said, about 20 years old now. So. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Richard, like I, I've expressed um, how I kind of came into the film, and I, I have said that I, I, I did like it when I watched it, and I'll reserve where I stand with that now that I'm watching it 20 years on. Um, but when when did you first see the film? Is it semi-recently, or did you kind of remember it, in it when it came out? Uh, this is one where, like, I, I personally have a, a lot of nostalgia for the year 2000, which now it's scary to sort of, like, you know, think that it's 20 years on. Uh, the year, yeah, what was yeah. it? The Olympics came to Australia, and we had so much time off school. It was a very, very good time. Ah, fire! Yes, yeah. um, but uh, no, I, I had seen, I think, um, a poster for it, or maybe a trailer, or something um, around that sort of time, because my sister was into um, a lot of sort of horror films, and so I'd, I'd be exposed mm-hmm. to a lot of these kind of films in that sort of yeah. a light. Um, but no, only recently, when it was, we came to see this, that it was like, okay, well, let's have a gander at it. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I, I, I thought the take on it was fantastic. I, I got right into it. And even when you were saying a female take on the, the werewolf story, obviously that there's like, you know, a, a, a metaphor and a symbology behind it. But yeah. regardless of it, I, I found it to be a very um, interesting uh, werewolf story. Uh, and the take on it being that way can be interpreted in each way by it being a coming-of-age story and the puberty thing, which usually is yeah. reserved for a more male and masculine... Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. ...sort of yeah. stereotype when you're thinking about, like, werewolves and things like this. And it's not a vampire. It's not that sort of, like, sleek, uh, almost effeminate sort of thing. It's it's a very uh, primal, um, uh, energetic, muscular sort of thing, which, surprisingly, yeah, doesn't get... Um, the allowance or, or the credence that most people would expect to it. But I think it works absolutely brilliantly... And yeah, with, with the with the subject matter as well, you can feel the fear, and it's not a gender thing. It's it's this is a film where I think, regardless of you being male or female, you can still be emotionally attached to what the characters are feeling and and their fears at that point. Um, 
and, and, and make it relatable in, in some way to your own self. But um, no, I thought it was brilliant. I, I thought it was on par almost, almost to the idea of uh, the American werewolf in London. Uh, it had yeah. a similar sort of uh, honesty to it. Uh, As much as there were effects in it that sort of made it a bit larger than life, I'm not necessarily the fan of uh, the Angel, the the Buffy series when they had you know those sort of uh, (laughs) extreme effects uh, on on the face and stuff like that. But because it's that slow change and and metamorphosis of the character, Mm -hmm. uh, it's personified. And also, again, I'm a huge fan, especially in horror, the trope of uh, perspective and and, and subjective storytelling. So us seeing the story from uh, Bridget's uh, character point of view might just be her personification of what she sees in Ginger changing. Um, Yes, yes. And so, yeah, no, 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 I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, Mm, cool. again, a surprising, uh, uplifting thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Oh, like the humour in it is 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 notably dark and uh, that suits my my taste anyway. I kind of liked that kind of like little quips here and there throughout the film. Mm. Uh, yeah, and it, yeah, and I just thought it was a it was a refreshing take on what was then quite a an old, an old story. If you think about the the legend of lycanthropy, license, mm. is that it has a very kind of um, oh, it's an ancient story in itself. It's part it's part of the reason why Universal picked it up, you know, way back in 1941 uh, with the Wolfman uh, to run as part of their classic Universal what we now call the classic universal monsters. Mm. Uh, and it is arguably a timeless story. And it is kind of nice to see it kind of shift and change in this direction. I, and that's what I, I really, I really enjoyed it for, for that purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really kind of cool thing. The other thing that's probably interesting or what I think lends weight to it is the two leads in it are incredibly great actresses. Absolutely. And I think yeah. that really, really helps. I mean, we have, Emily Perkins, who uh, we have spoken about before um, in Stephen King's It, she played the young um, Beverly Marsh mm. before she uh, would then turn up here in um, a couple of years later to, or a few years later, to play uh, Bridget Fitzgerald, of course, uh, one yeah. of the uh, one of the sisters, mm. and uh, and then alongside her is uh, Catherine Isabel, mm. who uh, she's become a bit of a, a modern screen queen. Uh, she kind of broke out in this particular role as Ginger Fitzgerald and um, the, the, from the title of the film. Um, but she would also crop up in uh, the, re- the more recent Friday the 13th, the remake, um, as one of uh, Jason's victims, as uh, a little bit of a stoner. But more from my point of view, uh, another film that I've, I absolutely love, and it's from uh, the, the Soska twins, and it's called American Mary. Um, and I, I, I love that film. I think it's really cool, and she's equally brilliant in that too. Mm. Um, yeah, but I also, I have to also say that it's the casting of the mum uh, with uh, Mimi Rogers as well was uh, was just a a real uh, nice touch. I mm. found. No, not only that, but also to the casting of the um, the counselor. Is it? Um, who they go and see about halfway through the film? Like oh, I love that. That's just that, perfect. I don't know who who she is. I was I should have looked that up actually, but I I had that when I watched it this time round. I couldn't remember her from the first time round, but when I watched it this time round, mm. I kind of went that 
that short sequence was just was just gold. Yes, um, yeah. Yeah, it really, really was. It was both. It was terrifying. It was on the nose, and this sort of like preppy yeah. positiveness, and and the angle of which it was shot with her performance as well. It was just. It was. It's great. <laughs> I thought yeah, it was really yeah. good because it was it one really of those was. things, especially in in horror, like a or. or uh, things that are alluding to the scientific nature of explaining of why certain things are. You don't... Yeah. It, it, it's smashing you in the face. You just want to yell at that person. No, no, no. You're <laughs> explaining the thing that, like, is the misdirection. Like, you know? But, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. within it, too, that in itself is terrifying, too. Like, you know, the situation of just being yeah. told in such a clinical cold manner that it's also so preppy. And everyone goes through it. Now it's your turn. It's just like, fuck. Yeah, You don't yeah. want that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and Bridget's character being in that gap as well, uh, because she's yes. now having to help out her older sister and and dreading what she is going to become. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but that's great. But no, I, I, I even just uh, as you mentioned it, um, twigged that Bridget was the young Beverly Marsh. But of course, it's mm. it, it's so apparent. Um, she is. She's fantastic in this too. Uh, her honest performance that. Uh, yeah. It isn't over the top because there's moments in which her performance obviously uh, would lend itself to being that if it wasn't this subject matter. But uh, yeah. her honesty, even in moments when there's like, you know, uh, immensely unpleasant gore, like, you know, I'm, I'm never a, a fan of people eating on camera. Um, <laughs> no. But, you know, there, there's a certain scene towards the end and it's just like sort of like, oh, there's so much to take on and you're thinking this poor yes. actress, but like, you know, she's so committed to what she's doing that you believe and, and want her to succeed. Um, within Definitely. that too, the, the, uh, the myth of the lycanthropy, I've never really looked into uh, the werewolf lore. To be honest, it's never really intrigued me because I saw it more of a, uh, a Jekyll and Mr. Hyde sort of thing yeah it has yeah it has a lot of similarities with that that's right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah which what was it i thought it was funny i saw i think it was on something like a improvisation thing the other day and they said what happens with like you know dr jekyll and mr hyde when he at night he loses his qualification he turns into a mister um <laughs> i like that because he's no longer a doctor <laughs> um but but yeah like it's, it's unlike um uh, vampires too which has many different origin myths like you know even dating yes, back to yes. uh, the cain and abel stories and then the land of nod um but even with the mythos of of transmorphication of into animals, I mean cats and women have usually got that uh, that stereotype. I mean you got the cat, yeah, woman that's got true, out of yeah. films. Even around the same time, I think as um, the Wolfman was coming out, they had a couple of spin-off films. And different companies made as uh, orientated about a, a Catwoman type thing. Not necessarily as the Batman, yeah. but uh, a Wolfman type scenario. Well, you got the you got Cat People, which was the nineteen mm. forty uh, odd film, uh, yeah. which was by Val Luton's uh, production company, mm. um, and that became that still is actually I recommend watching that. So it's, it's a really good film. Yeah, and um, yeah. and that came out around yeah that same kind of time frame. You're right. Uh, it got remade in uh, like the eighties with Natasha Kinski as uh, as the lead female in that. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's a cool, cool little movie. Uh, but you're right, yeah. So the 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 cat kind of thing. I think I, well, generally, like the cats are associated with their feline kind of uh, traits. So yeah, it kind of always went hand in hand with that. Whereas the wolf has um, rightfully or wrongfully got more of a masculine kind of energy about it. Yeah, because I guess because of the savagery and the aggressiveness around around that. 
But again, mm. that comes back to why I think this was really refreshing because it, it's showing that uh, women can equally be as aggressive. Well, I think that uh, within that too, as you were saying, it, it's it's also a yeah. sexual aggressive nature too. It's, it's yes, yes. almost uh, even part of that Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I mean, when that was coming out, there was the uh, allusions to, I think, absinthe or um, opium or, or or something yeah. like those those sort of drugs and and whether or not it was in the, the actual story yeah it's it's those sort of um, explanations for the 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 darker sides of men's life and obviously because of the times and 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 the the patriarchy that it was it was more of a man's story that was being told because that was where it was being done. But in this uh, film, yeah, you've got those moments even when she's being more dominant uh, in the in the bedroom in the back car of the car. Um, but you're rooting for her because what was it in Rick and Morty? Rick says traditions, uh, scientifically traditions, are a stupid thing. Um, <laughs> and it's it's a good point because it doesn't matter. It, it's it doesn't matter who's on top. Who's, who's it's it, the shared experience. That's why it's that yeah. sort of thing. It's the um, the origin of love. The two people back to back finding themselves, whether they be male and female, or female and female, or male and male. Um, yeah, yeah. But yes, no, no, no. I I think that it, this does it, it brilliant justice, and it's not something that you, you look at and. I think guys would be turned off or girls would be turned off. Like, you know, as in it. No, no, I agree with that, yeah. And it does what every yeah. good horror film does by not pandering to those, um, those whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. All right, well, look, um, we, we kind of uh, talked around it and our reactions to it, I guess, from when we first watched it. So let's let's start dissecting the, the plot narrative. So those that are new to listening to the podcast is what we do. We kind of start kind of going through the, the plot line and dissect as we go along um, and kind of add our little quips and quirks uh, with our reactions to what we watched and whether it resonates or, or not, or did it, did it impact at the time? Mm. Yes. So we open up with a, a small town in uh, or suburbia of, of America. We have a mother who finds her dog has been mutilated. So we just see like the carcass remains of this dog. And it's strung across the lawn. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we're seeing a slideshow of uh, the two sisters, Bridget and Ginger, uh, as they are creating these kind of like staged death scenes uh, for a school project, which they will play in their classroom. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, I, yeah. all of those were brilliant too. Like, yes, I loved it. I, like, it made me just go, and I, when I was rewatching it again, and it reminded me of when I first watched it, but I was just like, mm. my reaction to it was like, damn, I'd love to do something like that. <laughs> yeah. The, what was it? The picket fence one was one that got me because yeah. it, it, it cut, it's a hard cut to that. And I instantly went, oh, cool. Like, you know, I, I went, the, the effects budget isn't up there, but it was really effective. Yeah that sort of snap thing. And then she starts moving and you're like, oh, oh, but still, like, you know, there was another one yeah. as well that I saw when um, I was just quickly before this watching, a, uh, like, a review about it, um, a feminist review um, a, yeah. about it, but um, it had a clip of uh, the pitchfork going through Bridget's neck and I didn't see that when I yeah. watched it in the film and I was like, that's fucking brilliant! And I was like, how did they do that? They probably would have, like, you know, found that, worn those, those things down and then just put the stuff there. Yeah, but, yeah no, it's that's great. Fun. But also, too, like, yeah, from, from the beginning of the film, um, like, you know, as you said, it, it opens up with 
<clears throat> a, a, a dead dog, like a, a dog being like torn apart. And so, yeah. like, uh, one of the things checking on the internet, does the dog die, which is dog, does the dog die.com, which is usually yes. something I mention. Uh, and it's like, yes, straight away. And I think the first thing it comes down to, there's 17 votes saying yes, zero saying no, saying there are a lot <laughs> of graphic scenes of dead dogs and scenes where Ginger kills a dog. So, like, definitely not one for dog lovers. So, yeah, if you, yeah, if you're yeah, that way. No. They're all puppets and stuff like that, but, um, yeah, no, no, it it's still seems very safe. Yeah, there's animal yeah. rights uh, very well done in this film, I think. it's, it's Yeah, no, it's well. good, it's good. It's but yeah, really no, well. it opens up I, on a I, very gross death of a well, dog. Well, I, I do really love that that whole thing, because obviously, like, the, the dog dying is such a big trope in yeah. horror films. And, but I love the fact that they just really milk it. So there's, like, three or four dogs that die in this film. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, you know, nothing's safe. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, well, that's right. Okay, no, so it doesn't just start up on, on the dog dying because it starts off on a little kid in a sand pit and he touches oh, something yeah, on the ground right. yeah, and then touches yeah, yeah. his mouth and it's blood. And I was just like, blood. what's he eating in a sand pit? What would make you in a sand pit? <laughs> I'm going to put that in my mouth. I know little kids are supposed to have done that, but um, yeah, and that's where you sort of find out. This. So it also sets up, set up to me that it wasn't just a dead dog. It wasn't just sort of like mauled by a, a, a dog or like a larger dog or something yeah. like that. It w- was like torn apart. There was bits yes. of the dog that you could put tear yes. up in chunks. So yeah, it was, uh, at this point too, I didn't know it was a werewolf film. So, like, oh, you know, nice. Yeah. So that's, I, I had no, I, I started watching it and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. I was going almost uh, out of space at this point. I didn't know if it was a <laughs> yeah, yeah. that made them explode like the stuff or, um, like, you know, wow. Yeah. So you really did come in cold. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. But but it made me enjoy it so much more because when yeah. I very early on got the idea of what it was, I think by the time of the first the, the attack, I think it was. Yeah. Um, that's no no no. It was after the attack because that's when you're sort of going, oh, yeah. is it this? And then it sort of starts playing the motions. But it that's, that's it. it had me right on there because before that I thought it was just a coming of age story that was going to be a bit hardcore, like you know, as in not hardcore, but you know, on the nose. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, about it. Um, but Courtney, uh, my sister, also said um, that it was one of those films that was in the style of Carrie, those coming of age yeah, or female yeah. Um, uh, films. Definitely, yes. But, um, but Carrie as well, like, you know, another brilliant film that, like, you oh, know, yeah. that is this. One day we will do Carrie. Eh? We, will, we will do it at some point. Yeah, yeah. it would be interesting too, even just having the comparison of the old versus the new as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. It will be there at some point. We'll, we will visit it. We do like our Stephen King, so at some point it will will yes. materialise along the way. Yes. All right. So, um, so they they end up kind of as I said, they shoot this kind of uh, school project. So this is what they're kind of this all these kind of fake death things are presented, and we see it in uh, from the point of view when they present it in the classroom to their teacher, who is also the school's guidance counsellor. And, and he kind of is very. I love his performance after watching it. Oh yeah, he's, he's like, great. Wow. He goes, "That's uh, that's pretty horrific, really, isn't it? Really, you know." <laughs> yeah, it has a very sort of slow reaction to him, sort of yes. going, "Oh." That. But I was like, y- y- I thought it was like an art class because that's usually where yeah, you, yeah. you do those sort of things. I know in English you can do them as well, but um, I, I would have thought. You would have heard the reaction. You would have seen the input of what they had done with the special effects. And yes. regardless of story, you'd, yeah, they've gone to an effort. <laughs> and they've gone to a pretty substantial yeah. effort. So, like, you know, yeah. you've got to give them some credit where some credit's due. Even if you turn around and you say the subject matter was too much. 
but yeah, like you know, yeah. If if you've got other <laughs> students in the class going, oh, cool, like that, and not in a way of going, you tits and ass or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You got to turn around and say, well, the audience liked it at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's that too what matters, not not critics. <laughs> yeah, but in that too, like without saying anything, you get the sense that they're also outcasts. You also get f- from yeah. the very first thing of, of her coming home, and, and I wasn't too sure where they were living either because the room that they're yeah, in that was, is yeah. um, like a cement wall or brick wall or something like that, and yes. it almost looks, it almost like, looks a, like a basement, doesn't it? Like it's kind yeah. of a, and, and they're sharing a room, something. yet the yeah. rest of the house is pretty beautiful, but it's because they're, yeah. they're very close, so close that they've got a blood pact. Uh, or at least they have yes. when they were younger, um, and and Ginger mentions that at the beginning, doesn't she? Because she's kind of playing around with a knife, and she's talking about suicide at this point. Too. Yeah, I mean that we're going back a, a few steps, but so we are instantly kind of realizing that there's some kind of death wish from Ginger, at least from Ginger's point of view. Yeah, and uh, and from. Um, Bridget's kind of perspective it's it's hard to know whether she's just towing the line or not at this stage mm. um so they uh we then kind of cut to them as they kind of um uh kind of like just smoking cigarettes kind of play and they're playing this game called search and destroy uh which is on the uh on the kind of school kind of field like the American you know football field essentially oh yeah and they're kind of dissing people they don't like and imagine how they would die you know uh at this point we get uh like one of the friends of the main kind of uh character i think it's trina um yeah one of the girls overhears uh, them yeah overhears and she kind of uh basically kind of tells uh trina about what bridget's been describing Mm. Uh, just before and, that, you said what was the game yeah. that they were playing? Because I just imagined they were playing some sort of hockey game. I didn't also didn't know it was Canadian either, even though it's oh, pretty no, apparent. No, no, it, uh, no, no. The game they're about to play on the field is hockey. Oh, but they are the girls are playing a game that they've created called Search and Destroy. So they kind of look ah. around. They just sit around and they look around. That's what and they, they call pick it. Pick out targets and yep. you know, and and kind of just say, all right, that person, um, how will they, how will they end up dead? You know, it's like this kind of real... It's like that, um, like, yeah, like, shoot, yeah. shag, I mean, marry, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's mm. it. Uh, so, yeah, so we go go back to Ginger Snaps. So they kind of get out into the hockey field and they are... Uh, obviously, these girls are over here, they're talking about how they're going to kill them. <laughs> mm. Take a... It's like kind of a... Yeah, just a, a little bit disgruntled by this. And so they yeah. go out to kind of take it out on uh, Bridget. Ginger and Bridget are aware of this, and Ginger says, "I'll cover, I'll cover you." But unfortunately, Ginger gets distracted uh, by a couple of doucheheads, <laughs> like um, off, who are sitting Douche on the beaches, heads. kind of, uh, kind of wolfing her down or something, like I, kind of doing something anyway. She she gets distracted, so unfortunately, Trina pushes Bridget, and she ends up falling into the remains of another dog. Yeah. Uh, now. My instinct here was like when I watched this was like, how do they not see a carcass of a dog on the playing field before they started playing this game? That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah. that that's yeah. a bad teacher. It is a bad teacher. Yeah, always always clear clear your grounds before you start playing a game of uh, hockey. Exactly. Uh, 
and it's quite gross because Bridget's face goes straight into this thing as well. So it's, it's all mushy, uh, mushy, a bit mushy. Yeah, mushy. And and this is the point where they kind of want to get vengeance back on uh, Trina, and they decide that they will kidnap her dog that yeah. night, and implied that the beast of Bailey Downs, which is what's been dubbed as this kind of the dog beast destroyer. that's kind of going around killing dogs, and they're going to say that uh, the beast has killed the dog. Mm. And that's their plan to kind of get back on them. And there is another guy who's kind of skirting around on the outskirts as well. He's like this kind dealer. of drug dealer guy. Uh, sorry, yeah, drug dealer, yeah, who's, whose uh, name is Sam in this as well. Mm. And Trina obviously has a bit of a thing for him, so she's kind of flirting around with him a little bit. Mm. But he's he's not interested in her. He's just there for selling, selling drugs, man, getting money. Yeah, he's just doing his that's thing. That's his thing. He just knows everybody. He just knows everyone, yeah. Mm. So the girls then set out that night to find uh, the mutilated corpse of another dog because they want to kind of use that to kind of as their... Well, yeah, they're just wandering along because they're going to try and find it and then they find a mutilated yeah. dog and they go, oh, well, yeah, yeah. let's use this as a more authentic thing. They try and pick it up and it literally falls apart in their hands. Yes, and that's great. I love that bit where they sit right, pick it up and it's, yeah, the leg just comes off and breathes. Yeah. Hands and she's like, she's just like, oh. Well, I'm trying to think that there was a film like The Blob or something like that, that yeah. something like that happens. They, they're trying to hold on to that, and, and then their arm just completely comes off. And that's always, because I saw, weirdly enough, those sort of images before I saw Jurassic Park. And so when oh, yeah. in Jurassic Park, the arm comes over the thing, and then she turns around and it's not attached to anything, it sort of sends my yeah. mind straight to there. It's like, oh, my God, acidic thing, eight <laughs> off hand. Oh, the fly. That's what I'm thinking of. The fly. The fly. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, so, yeah, I'm glad you raised that because um, when this kind of came out, not only did uh, critics kind of praise the casting of the two leads, but they were also kind of um, were talking about the, the uh, body horror, horror gross-out horror in it. Yeah. And likened it into uh, the comparisons of Cronenberg's work. Mm. Uh, particularly with the metamorphosis scene that kind of happens a bit later on. Yes, yeah. and I find that I find that kind of equally fitting because obviously this is a Canadian film and Cronenberg is Canadian and, and that kind of whole background. So there's definitely a there's definitely a body horror thing about Canada, part and part because of, uh, sorry, part and part because of Cronenberg. Uh, yeah, but we also have this movie, and I mentioned the Soska twins as well, and they're Canadian, and American Mary kind of where Catherine Isabel starred in as well was one of their films. So, and they, their latest film was called uh, Rabid, which was a remake of a David Cronenberg film. Ah. So, uh, so there's a lot of, uh, all I'm saying is, it's what are they drinking in Canada? Cause they definitely have a thing for body horror. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, I really like this too, because it's the, um, it justifies it because it's a subjective um, perspective of how the film is done. Uh, yeah. Because as we'll say like, later on, even with the prosthetics and stuff like that, there's uh, certain things that it, it takes it to that sort of like weird out, creeped effect because, like, you know, there's, there's nipples like a dog would have. Um, yes. Having said that, we'll get to it later on, but the poor configuration gets me a bit. Um. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, just because right. where, well, you... where a dog's thumb is isn't where our thumb is. Uh, no, like, it's, it's not. It's really interesting. No. There's a great little um, sort of uh, 
graph you can see, a design graph of how different animals relate to how we're made up. And so like a horse's hoof is like one finger, like going right yeah. down. And all, all the other like limbs are right up the top. It's really interesting. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so uh, we so the girls find uh, this dead dog, which they think will be the perfect kind of thing for them to kind of lay their uh, kind of plan into place. That's when um, she knows that there's blood. That's on. when they notice the blood on Ginger. Yeah. Um, and they think it's from the dog, but it actually is Ginger's first period that's just happened. Mm. So, uh, and at this point, uh, it's a bit of a kind of almost like within a, a heartbeat so that that kind of mm. conversation happens and then all of a sudden the beast comes out and attacks them the actual beast yep. and uh, it pins down uh ginger and drags her off into the woods mm. leaving bridget kind of completely dumbfounded and scared about what's happening this yeah. is very similar to the uh, american werewolf in london kind of bit that you were talking about particularly when they exactly on the moors yeah, yeah, um, but but even in this to this moment, I think the the line she says just before, like she she looks down, she uh, get, feels the blood. Uh, she says, "I think I've got the curse." Oh, that's it! I've yes. got the curse. Something yes, to those effects. That's, right. that's yeah. Then when yes. she sort of like gets tackled by this sort of um, this beast, which you don't know what yeah. it is. And again, I didn't know what it was at this point, so it was just like, <laughs> is it wrestling with fears, um, you know, or 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 that? So yeah, I I was really down for it. But it's uh, yeah. It, it drags her off into the woods, and part part of what I do like about the film is you don't really know a lot about really the anything, the geography or or anything. I yes. thought they were in, in like a playground, um, but like you know. Well, it, there is a bit. There is like a uh, one of those kind of rocking horse things that you get in playgrounds. Mm. You know, the thing, like things that toddlers sit on and it rocks around and stuff. So you see that. So they are kind of near a playground of some kind. Yeah. So it does give the uh, impression that they're not completely in the wilderness. There is some sense of suburbia going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although may it may well be on the fringes of, of some woods or something, I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, because even when um, Bridget's running through the woods, she sort of gets it into the, the middle of where you see it, and then she sees a backyard or something like that yeah. to somebody else's house. So, yeah, it's... Um, That's obviously right. yeah. a, a clearing or something. But yeah, but, but but the rate that she's out there with this beast was me thinking, well, she's dead because I wasn't thinking, again thinking yeah. werewolf or, or anything in that like supernatural vein yet. Um, but I would have imagined that yeah, that length of time was it, it destroyed her. If she's coming back, she's she's or either already dead and it's going to be a ghost story, you know, or something. I don't know. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, because because there's. There's two times she gets dragged off. There's the, the initial attack, and then she gets dragged off again. So yeah. I, I get that kind of under, that kind of yeah. logical kind of pathway that you're going with that, mm. because yeah, you and and the way that we have seen it, you know, the remnants of these kind of dogs that has already <laughs> laid down before us. Exactly, you would kind of think, shit, she's fucked, right? Y yeah. So, but then she does kind of come out of the blue uh, again a third time and. She just seems a little bit dishevelled, and yeah. is still limping. Like like Bridget still needs to literally kind of carry her. Yeah, and they start kind of run run away from this beast from attacking again. Yeah, well, because she hits um, Bridget hits the um, the thing with her camera, uh, one of those old uh, self developing right. uh, Polaroids, and um, yeah, yeah, and, and it goes off, and you hear like a huh sort of thing, and it runs off. Yeah. Um, uh, and that, that's what gives them that ability to get away, which she later on yes. uh, 
develops it and stuff like this. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So at this point, uh, one of those, I think it's the second the attack, you, you see that that uh, bite has happened or, or yes. some damage has been happened to that area. And then she, yeah, she limps off and they uh, run off onto the street, uh, swerving in front of a car or something like that and nearly getting hit. Uh, and then the van by the drug dealer is driving yeah. along and smashes right into it and it it like liquidizes this is the the only thing i didn't like about the film and and i guess yeah. it, it's hard when you work with with uh practical effects and and uh visual effects and you have to mold those two things together um that yeah. you have a sequence like this that we don't know the density of the body because one of the things i lo- like about vampire myths is the density of the body um, yes. Because there's a whole myth about it being uh, like a rigor mortis that's that's constant, so that's why they have an amazing strength. But um, there's certain versions of like Nosferatu where they're a lot more vulnerable physically uh, and things yeah. like that. But there's certain other strengths in in hypnosis and whatnot. Um, but in this, it gets hit by the van and it almost sort of explodes, uh, like liquidizes, yes, like a like flubber, um, which which <laughs> which sort of got me because I was like, no, like. This sort of a beast, sh- it, it, it won't die. It'll jump up and it'll run off. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but again, it's 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 a film, and we'll, we'll take with what we get. And so, yeah. <laughs> so that. But again, in, coincidental in sense, too that it's the drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. In this sense, um, the whole kind of uh, silver notion, which is normally bandied around with lycanthropy, is mm. lycanthropy isn't in this particular section. Like it's. Uh, or this particular film, I should say, yeah, it that does that kind of part mode. isn't doesn't play play a role. It's more drug associated in the plant kind of chemical stuff that kind of comes up later on. Yeah, no, well, which, I, which has been used, you know, in mythology. So, hmm. yeah. Well, the, so, the, the, what was it? But right? it does make me think. Like my instinct was like when that happened was exactly the same as you. Is like that seemed way too easy for somebody that's going around terrorizing, killing people, and just kind of. And it's, we've had evidence of it with the attack with uh, on Ginger is that it, it's a powerful beast as well. So it does kind of defy logic that it, it just pulverizes, like you said. Yes, yes, mm. no, exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, no, but no, it does get hit. There, there, <laughs> um, no, right. there, there is uh, the, the silver element, at least what, what I thought was silver was the, uh, the earring that... Uh, oh it, yeah! In a moment, you're right? You do. Yeah, yeah. I she... forgot that. Yeah, you're right. I take that back. No, no, no you're right. Forgotten about that. It was because so I, I didn't know if it was established as silver. Of... Yeah. No, I, I don't know either. But I'm kind of thinking slightly that maybe it was. Mm. And if it was, they only use it. It only kind of. Uh, it's almost works the same way garlic does, mm. or, or, or in film land, garlic does yep. with with uh, vampires in that it just keeps them at bay it doesn't stop them from mm. having said from that still attacking them. like you know i've read mm. that there's like the silver like you know in some law of uh, vampires like you know it affects it like as in it's i think silver yeah. is a i want to say it's like a pure metal that was used in a religious sense so it might be <laughs> something that carries over into different supernatural elements that are reinforced by the similar deity um, yeah, uh, being Catholicism and Christianity, because most of the time it's American uh, horror stories that yes. we're hearing about, and that's what binds those. But um, uh, I, I also found that the it, 
because they do have that and it doesn't you don't know if it works or not or if it has any effect um and so you don't know if that's them trying to also distance themselves from a cliche not the film but yeah. Again, I love like Bridget's sensibility. She's trying to work it out because she's now seeing okay evidence of of supernatural thing. Now she's trying to make it work out in her head, and it would make sense to go okay. Well, all of the bullshit that we've heard would yeah. like you know most likely not be the case because you know it's it's what we know about medical science and stuff like that and and and, and infections yeah. and and that's the sort of route she goes. But um, also too in one of the reviews when that happens. Um, they and and they pierce her navel. Um, yeah. A lot of the time, uh, the reviews are saying that it's a very sexual, a sexualized incest sort of uh, implications in that scene. I didn't really get any sense of that at all because again, I thought it was the silver. So I thought she was sitting on her again because she's going to hold her down because she's going to be writhing in pain or whatever. Um, like you know, obviously you could you read into that being a similar release. Um, sensation that um, is in that moment, but uh, I, I didn't necessarily read that into it. But it didn't take away anything else from it because there is a slight um, romantic nature, at least, or, or 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 a love connection that they definitely have as as sisters. There's a mo- a, a yeah. couple of moments uh, shots where you don't know if they're actually going to kiss or something like that. But, yeah, um, yeah. But again, it's it might just be that illusory thing, or again, it, they're extremely close sisters. I mean, they've got a pact that they yeah, had the made when they were younger so to kill yeah. each other, uh, not to kill each other, sorry, yeah. to commit suicide together. But that's right. It's pretty. It, it was weird to me to hear that they had made that younger than they are currently are. Because I was like, wow, yeah, you've been yeah, depressed yeah, yeah, for yeah. a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they've got some issues. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and you're right. So, like, this it's kind of like uh, this is like a how Frozen is in um, in the sense that the the love bond between yes. the two sisters is incredibly close. Yeah. Uh, it's just not as dark, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the the original Snow Queen story is incredibly dark. If you ever read that, I uh, yes, no, I think I used to, uh, I used to love the Snow Queen story or the Ice Queen. One of them, I can't yeah, remember exactly, yeah, but it was like. Um, oh, I don't know if you know this. What was it? Teabag and oh, the rings. Yeah, of... yeah, 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 yeah. I remember teabag. Yeah. <laughs> T-shirt, teabag, yeah. and um, the rings of something. And it was like three yeah. it was a mini series, and it was like low budget. But yeah, no, now I gotta look There's that a up. Few. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nostalgia. Um, yeah. but no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. Anyway, another digression. Another digression. Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, 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 so the beast has been pulverized, killed by the van, and mm-hmm. so uh, this kind of brings the drug dealer dude into that circle a little bit yeah. as well because of the incident that's happened. Um, uh, but the girls get back home, and Ginger's wounds kind of already healing, and yeah. she, uh, uh, even though uh, Bridget says let's let's get you to the hospital, Ginger's like no, no, doesn't want to go. Mm. Uh, she doesn't want their mum to find out is, is the answer. Yeah, the reason she's saying that. So as a few days kind of passes and she's kind of laid low and she starts getting hair growing from the wounds. Yeah. And she starts to also sprout a tail. <laughs> and uh, so, and yeah. she starts to menstruate heavily as mm. well. And in, in between this, I think that we're, we're having those scenes where um, it's on the sports field and they're sort of still hanging around and she slowly starts flirting with um, one of the other guys. Um, yes, it, it, out, out there, and um, and there's this sense of 
from both sides, from both Bridget and from Ginger, that they're there's they're doing something behind their back yeah. romantically with other people. Um yes. because the drug dealer turns up because they were talking about certain things and, and she's That's like, right. Why are you fucking coming here during class? Go away. Yes. Um yeah. And, yeah, and and then the same thing as as Ginger's going off with the boys. Um uh, but this is the same time where she she finds her in the um the bathroom stall and discusses the um the hair coming through and she's saying I can't have hair coming out of nowhere this is fucked um, because again yeah. it's it's about that image uh, imagery yes. as well of when she's coming into age and that's what she becomes yeah. more sexualized by, by seeking this this out uh, yes mm. yeah that's great and I, and I thought that was a, again it's, it's just a very the fit is just perfect I think and yeah it, and it works really well where that starts happening and these changes coming through the mum is of this kind of really like really overly protective oh. mum and she's quite overbearing and even i'm jumping ahead but even when she when the mum finds out mm. that uh what because she goes through all the dirty laundry and stuff she's yeah. cleaning up after the girls and re- finds out ginger's started menstruating and she does that kind of real i'd like i'd oh. hate i'd hate it if i was a girl so, and, i was and about to say did it, that to me like it's yeah. so how embarrassing is that to kind of really and they, there is, I guess there is, uh, is that a, but my, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a guy, so I'm kind of coming, I don't want to come from a kind of a, a, pre, a completely kind of preachy kind of No, 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 well, view, I don't think. I will I, never understand that, obviously, being from the No, the but other I don't think that's where you're thing. coming from. I think it's, yeah. the, the sense I sort of took from it was the, the embarrassment of, yeah. of, of something that was so personal and something you don't want people to celebrate or to ridicule. You just yeah. want to be sort of left alone to deal with it. It is and, true, though, isn't it? But then, like, I equally understand women that do kind of celebrate it because it is yeah, about an, yeah. that kind of turn and becoming a, a woman. And it's, it's society has this way of kind of uh, suppressing these things, particularly with, with women. Yeah. And it becomes taboo when it, it shouldn't be taboo. Do you know what I mean? It's It should no. be a kind of a... It should be, if anything, a, a celebration. And I don't mean kind of like all no. kind of hands out, dancing, singing kind of celebration, but it should be more, society should be more, you know, it's 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 the sign of women, you know, coming in, that girls coming into womanhood. But yeah, exactly. Sort of like it, a bar mitzvah type thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, celebration yeah. of coming of age, which is like, oh, I guess the sweet 16 type <laughs> I guess yeah, that has yeah, bad yeah. connotations to it as well. It does have but a no, bad connotation. You're right, and um, one of the things I too love, uh, I love about all those family scenes, especially the ones with the father there, is that yeah. it, it it feels all round like that. It feels awkward from all round, and you get the impression, yeah. as you said, when they bring out the cake later on, that there's almost like a disappointment from the father, like yeah, oh well, like you know, she's not my little girl anymore. And then now no. I thought I've I'm really jumping ahead here, but screw, I'm gonna do anything. No, no, I really yeah, yeah. thought that the father was gonna get killed. Something was gonna happen with the father because he yeah. disappears. And I thought, like after watching the film and going, okay, well, thinking about it, like you know, chronological order and going back over it, I guess that that's probably also saying something too about it because it's that idea of no longer daddy's little girl. You know, it's yeah, it's, yeah. Um, n- not saying that that's necessarily what happened either in that situation or in general but the feeling yeah. of how she would feel in that sort of thing and and yeah it's it's just it's awkward and uncomfortable but it's brilliant um 
<laughs> I, I, I love that because it, th that's what's so good about this film. It, it, it makes you feel so many things and it puts you in those situations, yeah. which, uh, again, I, I, I'm male as well, so I don't know if it's necessarily something inappropriate that I'm feeling when watching these um, yeah. by, by feeling those, those things. But it, it, it seems as if it is. It, it seems like it's a good enough film that it's communicating it in the yeah. way that it, a film yeah, 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 has yeah. done well. Right. I, I don't even know if, if it was um, film... Uh, Directed by a, a woman or a man? It was yeah, it was a guy yeah that directed it. it was, really uh, cool, John yeah. Fawcett was the guy that directed it, but uh, it was co-written by uh, a woman as well. Cool and um, and produced uh, yeah. kind of and produced yeah. So I'm just gonna grab her name quickly. Uh, Karen Lee Hall mm. produced it, and uh, it was written by Karen Walton mm. um, as well. So there is kind of which I think it needs to, it needs to have that balance and that female energy present with that. And I'm hoping that's what comes across mm. yeah. uh, in, uh, in the story, uh, in the screenplay, I should say. Yeah. So well, it ended uh, up getting a couple of sequels too, didn't it? So I don't know, it became, yeah, a I was, I was going to mention that at the end, but yeah, Sorry. <laughs> like, uh, no, no, I'm happy to discuss it now. It's all right. We're jumping around. It's all good. Mm. This is becoming a. We're just we're just hacking away at this thing, you know. There's there's arteries yeah. and kind of uh, like an angry dog <laughs> at a navel. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, uh, but yeah, there was two. There was a, a Ginger Snaps uh, Unleashed. I want to say it was the sequel, and that was uh, the spoilers kind of giving things away a little bit. But this was more about Bridget's kind of coming of age. Yeah, uh, yeah. And as storyline, and then the third the last one was called. Uh, Ginger snaps back. Back. It goes back to the Middle Ages. Uh, yeah. And we can see these the, the girls are kind of playing uh, people in like more, uh, no, like early settlements. Of, Is it the same of, actors? Uh, America. Same actors. Yeah. Oh, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Um, see, that sounds so yeah. interesting. So I'm getting like sort of the village vibes from. What I'm thinking about that, yes, like, yeah, 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 pilgrims or something. Yeah. Look, like neither of the sequels really were on the same level as this film and that's often the case with franchises unfortunately yeah. Unless it's uh, I, my vague recollection was that the second one was kind of okay and the third one was alright too but yeah they, they just weren't they just didn't really kind of, yeah they just didn't radiate on the same level no of course um so yeah, so look, uh, Ginger, as you said, kind of come back to the storyline. Like Ginger starts uh, taking drugs, she's taking drugs. That's right. And uh, hanging out with Jason, who's the guy that you were talking about that she was flirting with. In the back of the and... dealer's van, which for some reason they know yeah. how to get into, and without yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah. Um, and Bridget is kind of saying, you know, don't what are you doing? Don't do that. And she goes off and has unprotected sex with Jason, and. Then, and we get that whole and, who's and, on top quite thing. Quite a cool, cool thing where you see her attacking, and then you see her covered in blood, mm. and you think, "Oh shit, she's she's killed this guy." Yeah, and, but no, no, she's actually just killed one of the neighbor's dogs. Yeah, because well, she goes blood into blood goes to town on his belly, and so you, I, yeah. I assume, yeah, he was, he was he was like eating like his stomach. Um, yeah, but but yeah, but before that, yeah, you get that whole thing of saying, "Who's the guy here?" And she's just like, "Who's the guy?" And then just dominates his ass. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, no, that's great too because yeah, she comes home and and um, uh, and Bridget hears her crying and so she thinks that like you know she got raped or she got hurt or something like that and says, "Do you want to yeah. report it?" Which is like one of the worst things you want to say to someone right after <laughs> the attack. 
Um, yeah. But uh, like, but yeah. Then she runs into the bathroom. And she's vomiting up all this blood, which you instantly think, "Oh my yeah. god, yeah, it, it, this guy's been eaten." Um, yeah. But it then cuts, I think, straight to the reveal of the fat little boy in the hockey outfit. Now, yeah, yeah, he's, just yeah. I was going to say, right back to the beginning, when that woman finds the dog, that poor woman, and she runs out into yeah. the street, and they're all playing hockey um, oh, game yeah. on. And they all look yeah, over. Yeah, she screams. And then they all just go straight back to the game. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. Like, I, I like that. It was that sort of honesty from yeah. the get-go of this. And let's, and let's face it. In Canada, there's nothing beats a game of hockey, man. It's, it's the yeah. number one game. Like, I've never been there, but I've seen ice hockey and it's <laughs> fucking scary. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, you're right. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Richard, thank you for going back to that. <laughs> when I rewatched that, I was this time round. I was just like, "That's a I, I fucking loved that moment yeah. of just like life will just roll on." Yeah, um, yeah, regardless. Yeah, well, that actually um, um, made me want to see the burbs again, which uh, I think I set off. Uh, yeah, broadcast. you said that. Yeah, so I yeah. looked that up, and I was just like, "Yeah, that was fun." Because I couldn't also remember I the love, ending. I, love the burbs. I couldn't remember what the actual definitive ending was because there's a lot of suggestion in the film. And so I was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, and so I've watched it and now I remember. Yeah. And so it's like, yep, I was satisfied. I, I went back to now watching <laughs> Carry On films. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, All right. but yes. So, yeah. So Bridget's getting obviously quite frightened at this point, seeing what's happened to Ginger. She, so she then, the only person she can turn to is Sam, who's the drug dealer dude, because yep. he witnessed what happened, right? She gets a name now. So, and, bet- and between uh, the two of them, they uh, they have a chat and they both come to this, the, the decision that, it's it's a license rate that's behind it all, mm. and so they hear about the silver ri- silver, and so that's why they she then this is a bit where she creates the silver ring mm-hmm. to uh, uh, basically kind of pierce um, Bridget with. But in this case, it's ineffective; it doesn't work. Yeah, well, so it does kind of show that. Does she? Yeah. She also says this on her behalf. She says, "I think I'm turning into a werewolf," doesn't she? Yes. Um, she doesn't I say it's her sister. So, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't yes. get this at this point, but later on I got the impression that she was doing it. She was saying to him that it was her who was not, not a sister. But, um, yeah. Uh, within that, yeah. Uh, the, the garlic situation as well with vampires, um, uh, too, like around the time when the whole thing with Bram Stoker found that disease and things, it was like the only antibiotic that they really had. So if you were to hang it around, it was used in cooking all the time too but it was also essential to use in cooking because it kept your immune system so high so um that was part of the reason that garlic was such a big thing with uh vampires but even within that and certain laws i didn't know with this silver thing and her reaction to it whether or not it was as you say it didn't work at all and it was this the placebo effect that made her angry because of the pain or it was like a, a wonder woman gauntlet type thing like you know is in keeping certain <laughs> powers in yeah know? yeah um i think that was i think that was what i i think that was what it was given the impression of at the beginning but it clearly it becomes ineffectual yeah because of events that then kind of follow yeah she yeah. rips it out or it pops out or something yeah point. yeah that's right so remember. it doesn't work yeah um so yeah so then later uh the trina girl so that she's the the girl that's been kind of bullying them she turns up at the Fitzgerald's house claiming that Ginger's kidnapped her dog. Mm. Uh, and this is when, like, uh, she becomes quite aggressive. But she acts, Trina accidentally slips 
hits her head on the corner of the kitchen counter and uh, and and dies in this kind of like blood. Brilliant way. That's yeah. such an awesome way. Now, before this too, at the, when they're exiting the van after they've been smoking pot, um, yes, they have that altercation with the dog, uh, the little sort of rot wheeler that's barking yeah, yeah, at yeah, Ginger, sorry, yeah, yeah, in, in a, an aggressive way, and she kicks the dog, uh, which we don't see on <laughs> yeah. screen, but we obviously get the implications for that. But what's Pressure cool about that too is we don't know if that was her. I don't know. I didn't get the sense that it, whether or not it was a conscious decision or it was her reaction, her gut reaction that sort of just made her like a werewolf react. Uh, I, yeah, I, I got the latter. I got that it was more of a, a reaction to, or, or a defensive reaction, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. Rather than like a uh, social situation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Yeah. So look. Anyway, so look, we get this kind of like great death scene with Trina, and like the girls are like have this dead body <laughs> in their house at just at the time when mum and dad are coming home. Yeah. And so there's this great moment where they hide the body. We don't know where at this point. And uh, Ginger then kind of dives onto the floor, onto the pool of blood, and they kind of and run Bridget into the photo. Whips in and takes the photo as they walk in. So from their point of view, mum and dad's point of view, mm. it's just one of their crazy kind of things, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and the mum kind of is like, "I told you not to do that stuff in the house." Mm. And then goes um, to put the um the frozen meats or whatever in the uh, the deep freeze. Yeah. In the deep freeze, and that's where we see the body. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um. But also to the reaction from Bridget in that scene when she runs out with the camera and she takes the photo and she sort of like looks up and you can tell that she is so disturbed and yeah. Ginger's on the ground and she's sort of like half in this sort of grazed makeup sort of thing and yeah. licking the the blood saying it's just corn syrup. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it's like, a, oh, daddy's little girl, like, you know, they're like really yeah, yeah. playing that <laughs> up. Um, yeah. It's cool. It was freaky. No, I, I thought that was done really well because two when it was just like, oh my god, she's in the freezer. There was that cliche thing, but it works so well. Yeah, it, yeah, it works, and it, it also works. too works with that mother character too because she's yes. played a little bit bigger. Yes, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I love the bit where they go back to the body later on once mum and dad have gone to bed and they've got to like, well, we've got to get rid of the body, and mm-hmm. so they, I think, I can't. Re- she gets a screwdriver. Mm. And because everything's yeah. all the ice is frozen like right over. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. And so then she starts to, like, hacking away, and then, and then she pulls out two fingers. <laughs> it's yes. like, ah, oh, no. yeah, <laughs> it's good. Oh. Uh, somehow though, they are able to prise the body out, and they kind of, uh, you know, drag it off and bury her. They, they bury her somewhere, don't they? From memory, they bury her in the backyard, don't they? I don't think it was... Was it her? Oh, yeah, it's their backyard. Yes, it's their own backyard. Yeah, I was trying to remember at least the, the fingers down. are in the backyard. Yeah, that's right. They end yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, but also to... So, like, the, what was it? Um, Sam tells uh, Bridget as well that the uh, the thing that they need to use for the elixir stuff is uh, Monk's Hood. Um, yes, that's the next thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, also known as like Wolfsbane, uh, Devil's yes. Helmet. Yes, yes, that's it. And so she, uh, and this is kind of like the the, the crux of, uh, and that's part of what I said, uh, going back to mythology kind of uh, discussions, that mm. is part of that, the whole kind of Wolfsbane kind of plant that supposedly is, is a way of uh, keeping, uh, that is supposedly a way of kind of keeping uh, werewolves at bay or deterring oh. it from occurring. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they go and talk to Sam, and because he's a drug guy, he knows these things, you know? Um, he's a he's a learned guy at least. Yeah, in, that's uh, it. The, he's a chemist. 
Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, you can't go to the drugstore anymore. That's why you have to go to your local drug dealer. And I love it too um, <laughs> how in the, uh, I think it's the Wikipedia explanation, it just refers to him as a local drug dealer. <laughs> it's, too, it's just like, yeah. yeah, it's Jim's Drugs. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to Jim's Drugs. Would you like some soda pop? Maybe some, some cocaine? <laughs> That's the toothpaste um, has them both. But apparently, like this, I love this bit too. When he's talking about the monkshood thing, he tells them that monkshood grows everywhere. And they're like, where do we get it? Well, you can get it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? All right. Like in what is it, the yeah. forest game, or one of those online um, open world <laughs> things where it's just like, oh, you need to be healed or from a poison or something like that. You just got to find this little plant, and it's not in your area of the island. It's on the completely yeah, yeah, different yeah, yeah. side of the map. You're like, well, it's going to kill me to get over there anyway. But um, <laughs> yeah, what was it? Um, monks, monks uh, hood as well is um, a, a, a toxic thing too. There's a lot of poisoning and stuff like yeah. that. Gastrointestinal really, nausea, really. vomiting, diarrhea, cardiovascular yeah. problems, hypertension. Um, so yeah, it's it's not a fun thing to play with. Having said that, the um, tomato plant is part of yes. that as well. I mean, and most of. Oh, right. Um, I, I don't know if it's, it's it's the same family, but it's it's definitely one of those poisonous um, roots yeah. that um, comes from it. Uh, it's one of those wow. fancy sort of names like yeah, devil weed or whatever. Devil weed. <laughs> um, the devil's but yeah, yeah. But, but we usually get the best sort of um, modern science and modern chemicals from stripping it away from things like that. I mean, we've got anti venom from venoms and stuff like that. Yeah, penicillin that's it. came from yeah, mold. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Uh, so, so, uh, so when he's talking about this and he's kind of like saying that this could be. Um, but it only grows during spring, he says. That's right. Uh, but then Ginger then kind of tells, like, gets really angry with him for no reason, and basically kind of accuses him of just wanting to have sex with Bridget and and walks off mm. in a bit of a huff. Um, but then uh, on Halloween, we then we're at Halloween now, and uh, so we're, uh, Bridget then is able to get some of Monkshood from her mum. Yeah, she got it from the craft just store. Just have to purchase some from the local craft store. Yeah, the hobby store. Um, and uh, and she asked Sam to make the cure. So Sam says basically like, um, yeah. is it for ginger? Now, it looks like he makes a tincture. I don't know exactly what he's sort of doing, but he doesn't distill it. Yeah. He boils no. it in alcohol or, or um, uh, isopropyl alcohol or ethanol, purest form. And yes. usually... Yes. In that, with what you're doing is you're supposed to burn off the alcohol and all the liquid out of it to, so that you get the purest form of that, which is the tincture. Um, yeah. Which you wouldn't... I don't know if you would inject, because that, that would kill you, I assume. That's what they do, though, isn't it? That's, that, yeah, exactly. That, but that's the method they're going with. That's, they're going yeah, with. yeah. That's that's the, the, the law that we're going to lend ourselves to. But, yeah, so yeah. they make some sort of elixir which goes into a um, thing, and it looks... It's black... It's it's okay. yeah yeah it's nasty yeah yeah <laughs> reanimator flashbacks uh, though so uh, so basically like uh, he's he's working on that and um, so then Bridget then tries to track down Ginger at which point she's attacked by Jason who uh, Ginger has infected through mm. unprotected sex and this is where he's we find out that he's also turning uh, my red she pen kind of broke my red pen broke. <laughs> so she uh, Bridget defends herself uh, by using the cure on him and this is where she sees an immediate change in his behaviour and he's just like oh, I'm going to go home now with this kind of in, like needles stuck in his syringe yeah. in his neck yeah so that uh, like, so stumbles he, off it was great yeah so this is where it proves that the, the cure does work mm. uh, so now she just needs some more to kind of track down Ginger 
Mm. At which point, uh, Ginger then comes back to the school and she's looking for Jason. And uh, there's a message on the PA which asks her to go to, or Bridget, I think, go to the guidance officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's then dragged inside by Ginger, who has killed the counsellor. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah. And uh, Bridget uh, that's basically right, the, is able to... The male counsellor. The male, male counsellor, that's yes. right. Bridget is able to count, calm the Ginger down. She goes to find cleaning supplies, but returns to see... The janitor with uh, his throat torn open. Yeah, um, that was good. And he, yeah, because they have he's, a sort of moment has... beforehand where it's um, yeah, she Thank sees. So sorry, sorry, no, no, yeah, yeah. Um, whether or not I, I, I didn't see it, but I wasn't looking and I didn't rewind to to, to watch. But yeah, there's an interaction I think that Bridget has with the janitor, who's sort of an elderly Asian man. Seems quite yeah. nice enough. But Ginger yeah. says, no, he was staring at your breasts. Like, he was staring at your chest. Um, yeah. And you go, oh, okay, well, I didn't know if he was doing that. He didn't seem that way. But I like that ambiguousness, whether you don't know if she's yeah. just planted that seed because he's another yeah. guy. Um, yes, that's and, right. Yes. And if it's an innocent death, it works still just the same in the impact of the story yes. because it's uh, her right. rage and, and, and her... Her things like this, and and also too from the perspective of Bridget, she her character doesn't feel like it's a justified death. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Out of all fine. of them that have happened so far, <laughs> but also too on the sexually transmitted disease um, idea or, or infection idea, um, it, it being transferred to Jason the character uh, through sex, yeah. I thought was fantastic as well because it plays yes. on that fear as well, which uh, a, a lot a lot of modern day um, women and I assume at that time when sex ed had become a lot more open and, and, and discussed yeah. a lot yeah. more, it became a lot more about a fear of pregnancy and STDs or STIs. Yes, that's right. Um, that's which right. Was, was scary and unknown and you couldn't talk to anyone about yeah. it. You didn't want to talk to your parents and stuff like that. And if you did talk to your friends, it was all about, oh, yeah, or whatever. Um <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's, it's playing with so many different elements in this, and and so then to have that moment when um, uh, Jason comes out and is starting to, like you know, physically assault uh, Bridget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. It's it's um, great. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's a good little good, good little moment. Yeah. So, but he's still alive. The uh, the Janet dude is still alive at this point. Yes. Yeah, um, and but Bridget says so. She they should have gone to get help, but this is where they end up. She disembowels him with her hand, essentially. She just yeah. kind of guts him. Guts him. Kills guts him, him Gives him my gutten. Guts him. Guts him out. Mm. Uh, the sister's mother then discovers Trina's corpse and goes to uh, find her daughters because she's suddenly realising that, fuck, they killed this girl. Yeah. Um, and as she drives and she kind of finds Bridget at the, there's like a kind of party that's going on as is always the case in these things and she tells her that she will uh, and this is an interesting moment where the mum says it's okay I'll burn down the house I'll yeah. get rid of all the evidence um, uh, of Trina's death and and they'll just leave and so uh, and I said what about dad so, yeah and he's just like he'll be okay yeah that's what I meant it, <laughs> it was a yeah. weird sort of thing and I didn't know what that was trying to say as in yeah, yeah. If he had already bailed, or if, like, I got a vibe that that's where I think it was, we like, don't see did she Dad kill again, him? Though, do we? I think from that point on, like, the last time we see him is in that dinner when she whips out the cake. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. I think you're right. Yeah. So he's a bit of a, an irrelevant role, really, isn't it? But, but I, I guess think that, that, that makes also sense, says. Uh, again, about it, it's it's. I don't know yeah. whether it's a feminist sort of or, or a stance or, or anything of it, um, but it 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 distances those sort of male roles. But again, because yeah. of the turmoil of the of what's happening in the climax of that story, makes complete sense yeah. with the janitor and, and and all of these. Um, that's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so yeah. So she's saying that. So then Bridget then goes in to kind of uh, find Sam. At the same point, Sam is being kind of accosted by Ginger. Um, yeah, who's now full-on, like, Buffy uh, Angel. Buffy, Buffy Angel, yeah. Yeah, um, sort of thing, and starts hitting on it. Now, before this as well, this is um, when she uh, Bridget locked Ginger in the bathroom. And this is also... Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is also <laughs> after she uh, Ginger tried to cut her tail off with the knife. And she yes, that's right. Puts yeah. it in the drawer. That's right. Because I was like, right. oh yeah, that's a MacGuffin. They're gonna bring back to that later on. But I like that whole locking her in the bathroom thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, that was cool. Yeah, I've forgotten that bit too. Sorry, I'm jumping jumping around. No, 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 no. You're but right. yeah, that's a great moment. And she managed to prize herself free, and so she then kind of wants to get revenge a little bit. So she goes to kind of hunt down Sam. Yep. And uh, but he's into, like, there's a moment where he is kind of sort of. Uh, into it, falling to pray and enjoying it a little bit, but then he does. Then also, he's trying to resist her as well at the same time. Yeah, it was a little bit Willy Wonka. Um, was it? Oh, yeah. don't stop, come back. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Sorry. until he sees uh, that she has what is it like eight <laughs> nipples, eight like you know, inch long yeah. nipples. Uh, that yeah, which sort of weirded me out because I I was sort of like okay, fair enough, she's got tits like a dog but why has she got two bulgy tits up the top and yeah. like you know six non yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. how many you're supposed to have um <laughs> but yeah 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 so that that definitely turns him off um yes yes it's like that, uh, at the same time is when i think bridget comes in yeah bridget then comes in at this point yeah yep. so ginger breaks his arm breaks sam's arm at this point and that and she's threatening to that's right she's threatening to kill sam and yeah. bridget then inflicts herself uh in order to uh pull ginger away and she this is where she goes throws back to the whole you know we're sisters we had a patch right? that's right yeah so that kind of is able to lure ginger away from sam yeah and um, they get it back out to the car at this point doesn't the mum go inside I don't think we see the mum. I don't know where she... she I thought she just got left out in the car. <laughs> I thought she got left out in the there. car, like, for some reason I feel like she goes into the party. Maybe. I don't remember that. But um, but as but there's a point where uh, as they're leaving, though, Sam catches up and he knocks Ginger out with a shovel. Yeah. So they don't actually leave. Like They don't actually get to leave. So Bridget and Sam then take her back to their house in his van mm. um, as they try to kind of work on a way of getting a, a cure for Ginger to, so that he can prep up the stuff. Yep. Um, so in the back of the van, though, she's kind of having this full-on transformation. Mm. This is where she then goes full werewolf. Yep. Uh, and she able, she's able to escape the van and get out. And afraid and 
and they they're unaware that she has transformed they just know that somehow she's got now yeah um so they kind of hide in this kind of pantry while they uh while he tries to make the solution mm. um and That's then right. he gets and destroyed. then uh sam goes to find ginger and he then kind of comes across ginger who's now transformed and she basically mutilates and kills sam yeah at this point uh bridget then picks up the uh, syringe uh, that he had because he was he was he was going to do the guy thing, going to yeah. go in. I'll get you. I'll do it, and he gets killed, which I like. Um, yeah. So it kind of leaves it with Bridget to kind of pick up the baton, in this case, the syringe. Mm. Well, even um, to even I was just going to say, as as Sam dies, there's that never that trope of the um, the romantic, like you know, Bridget and him don't get together, and even there's that moment when he says, "Oh, Ginger was saying I was only." talking to you to get into your pants and I'm not yes and it was sort of like yeah and, and I, at that point I was like oh is that something that they're going to switch back later on by saying you know when I said I didn't love you before I was lying but um <laughs> because they didn't yeah. do that I really as you said like that when he died because it was now like you know he was expendable from the beginning really like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah that's right years. from the get go yeah, yeah yeah he was gonna either die or not be important I even thought that he was gonna stay at that party with the after the shovel thing um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, and his death is great because it's almost like alien in this moment because it really has this sense of of being stalked and you have to be quiet because this yes. thing you can't reason with. And that's the one thing I do, I guess, like about werewolves is the idea that you completely transform into something you can't reason with. Um, yes. Whether it's your friend, yeah. your family, or, or anything like that, even with ghosts and stuff like this, it's usually that idea of being able to go, no, but remember the love we had, or something that brings <laughs> them back. With a werewolf, no. Yeah. Once it's go full some moon... pottery with me. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put some swaying on. <laughs> um, but uh, do some dirty dancing. But the uh, idea with a werewolf is that there is no. Yeah, it's, it's once it's full moon, it's just gonna yeah, tear and destroy. And, no going back. and you're no lucky going if back. you survive. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Mm. Uh, so there's a, this death scene in particular is because he's not well, like, you know, he's kind of basically dying on the floor. Yep. But this is great bit where uh, th- I love this scene where Bridget then tries to mimic uh, the wolf-like yeah. behavior by drinking from Sam's blood. Yeah, this is what I was uh, talking about. That Oh, it's a thick, yeah. chunky. And uh, in order to try and kind of calm the the ginger wolf down yep. um, and it's working at first but then she starts to choke on the vomit blood up. and wants to vomit yeah um, and noticing that that's when ginger just kind of completely kills Sam like completely eviscerates him at this point yeah, yeah. and then she goes to leap at Bridget um, and there's uh, they then have this kind of interaction down in the basement and they end up at the room where they grew up so right at the very beginning um, so, uh, that kind of scene, and she finds Bridget finds the knife that Ginger had been using to remove her tail, and she's holding the cure in one hand and the knife in the other. Uh, so she's kind of got this thing like kill or cure kind of moment, mm. and Bridget is told. Um, uh, so she says she's not going to leave, and and this kind of just like really pisses off the Ginger Wolf. And so she lunges at Bridget and she kind of then kind of collapses on her and you're like, well, is she killed or is she cured or what's happened? Mm. And then it's revealed that it's the knife that's gone into Ginger, not the cure. Mm. 
and the movie ends with this moment where Bridget's kind of uh, sorry the, the wolf is lying on the floor and is breathing very slowly mm. and Bridget kind of walks up to it and just kind of lies her head next to it as it's breathing mm. and we see this kind of moment and then eventually the breathing just stops mm. and and uh, Bridget just starts kind of sobbing a bit and then it fades to black and that's the end of the film mm. it was really nice yeah um, what was it when it was happening it sort of reminded me a bit of Van Helsing when he um, <laughs> what mm. is it right at the end of the Something similar happens. It's like jump. The woman jumps in front of the, a, a blade or something like this, and he transforms from the uh, werewolf into a human again. And he's going, "Oh, yes. ah. <laughs> it's very funny." Um, but it reminded me of of that, uh, not because it was funny, but because it was just similar in that. But the slow um, track, tracking backwards yeah. of that, it was very somber. Yes. It was very sincere. It was loving. It was yeah, it's really nicely done. Yeah, it was yeah. very nicely done. And two to have it with such a like a creature effect, um, I was yep. very happy with. I thought that that was very nice because you don't usually get to see that like you know outside of a King Kong or a Jurassic Park, you know. Um, yeah. Something where they're actually interacting with something that's not really there. Um, but even before that, what was it? There was something I was going to say back when um, Sam was getting killed. Oh, the vomiting. That's right. Um, yeah, I was a huge bit. fan of yeah. vomiting, and that was a great vomit take. I don't know how they did that, but that was awesome. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Insert uh, Team America okay. vomit so, scene. <laughs> so okay, so look, uh, so we've ploughed through this thing. We've kind of eviscerated this thing. We've ripped it apart, and we've examined it. So, and there's some kind of like, and when I've revisited this thing, and I, I. To go back to what I said at the very beginning, I remember having this great reaction from it when I went to the to the fright fest mm. and watching it. I really loved it, and and I, I must have watched it a handful of times after the fact, you know, while it was still in the buzz and stuff. But I don't know if I really kind of revisited it until recently, and I, so I still had this kind of strong kind of nostalgic memory of it and really loving it. Mm. And I was a little bit daunted about going into that going. Is this? Am I going to rewatch this and kind of it's going to end up being like I know yeah. what you did last summer and and all urban legends, you know mm. that kind of what came out at that same time where it's kind of okay, but it's not. It doesn't hold up, you know. Yeah. And I'm all I'm almost a little bit afraid about going back and watching uh, the craft again for the same. Exact yeah, same good reason. point. Actually, yeah, love that um, movie. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so look, but. I have to say that I did come out of it and, and went, yeah, I, I really love it. There's some, the beats to it are really, really good. Mm. Uh, it, it's a great little story. The the characters are really fleshed out, no pun intended. And uh, and it's kind of, I just, I love that sister relationship. And and mm. so some people were, there were some critics that argued that the uh, the feminist or, or or the female perspective or take on it was was laid on a bit too thick. I disagree. I think no. I think it's I think I think it's done in a in a really nice tone. So I was I just came say, out of it. Yeah. No, I was just even going to say I, I felt almost that the the werewolf side of it was laid on a bit thick. Um, yeah. I, I would have loved to have seen it if it was just just a bit more subliminal implied werewolf. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, but yeah, no, no, I agree. I, I thought it was fantastic. I, I hadn't yeah. seen it before, but um, it. Uh, it made me think that if I saw it when it first came out, I think I still would have enjoyed it. But I would have been, I think, 
being a young boy in high school <laughs> in the minority <laughs> to, to, to turn around and say that I did enjoy it purely because it was a, a, more of a, a female-dominated thing. But that was just because young kids be shit. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, that, like, you know, as in it's, it's yeah, it's, it's not a... I wouldn't say it's a feminist film because it's it's the sort of thing of uh, it's everyone's film and everyone can take appreciation yeah, yeah. away from this. Having said that, it doesn't mean yeah. that it's an anti-feminist film. I mean, it's very empowering. Right. I, I shouldn't think so. It's 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 very empowering to women because it, um, even though it discusses subject matter which maybe some women wouldn't want to talk about, uh, the comparisons to uh, local uh, folklore and story and, and myth uh, is a very good gap to bridge. With people who don't understand yeah. that, or or aren't opening to listening or seeing a conventional story that might be uh, in that sort of stark reality, where which I was saying before, without the supernatural elements in it. Um, yes. But by doing that, it just joins those two things together with performance, with with um, the direction, with the special effects, uh, the story, and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I, I, th- I thought it was absolutely brilliant, and it really does. It makes me want to now see the um, the sequels, and it's um, yeah, yeah. surprising. Yeah. Look, they're, they're they're a fun ride, I have to say. Like, well, they're, they're, if it's they're the same okay, cast, you know? and and if it's yeah, a they're the same crew. cast, right? the same girls, and it like Ginger in the second one, Ginger kind of is more of a uh, whether she's a ghost or a figment of Bridget's imagination it's never really disclosed oh okay so it's almost like that werewolf in london um situation because i was going to say yeah she's dead in the end of this at least you you find yes that's right that's right that one definitely is yeah having said that too with werewolves you know when i say the whole silver bullet thing i assumed that that is the only thing that could kill a werewolf yeah Obviously, it's not like you know, werewolves are just like a big beastie type thing. It's the same as if you said there's an ogre, like you know, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's twenty yeah, yeah. foot high, but it is still destructible. If you took to it with a cannon or a machine gun to its kneecaps, that kneecap's going to go. Um, yeah, yeah, like it's not an evil dead creature, um, <laughs> but um, but having said that, yeah, 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 no, 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 I, I, I loved it and the different styles that this this film took. Um, it, I don't know, I th- what was, I saw its budget before, but it, it wasn't necessarily a major budget film. It was only 4.5 million. So, um, it obviously yeah. made enough back to be able to make a franchise and sequels yeah, to it. Is, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Which is great. And, and, and like, you could argue that because the other two, the other two weren't as strong that they, um, uh, that it would probably, you know, because they doesn't have the same, they didn't have the same director. So that could you know, will part have a lot to do with it. Yeah. Uh, not carrying through that kind of same vision. Um, well, I did want to add, like, just as a slight kind of step to one side as well, is like, it, I feel like um, there was a film that came out about 2016, which was called Raw. Uh, and that, I, I absolutely hands down love, love, love that film. Yeah. And it has a very similar thing where it's about, in this case, it's a young girl who's a vegetarian. And she goes to uh, a veterinary school. Um, and this is where she ends up tasting meat for the first time. And then she starts to develop a craving for flesh. Mm. And it becomes like a cannibalistic kind of tale. But it's also like Ginger Snaps is a coming of age mm. story in of itself. Um, and it's great. I, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, but it's very dark. There's not much humor. I don't think there is any humor in it, actually. Um, so it's very dark. 
Raw. I, 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 beautiful film, French film by uh, Julia, and I'm not going to pronounce her surname, so I do apologise, but I want to say it's Ducournau. Um, mm. So how do you spell is it? The, is that because all that's coming up is that 1980s film? Um, oh. It's raw, as in uh, when meat is not cooked raw. Ah, yes. uh, R A W. In yeah, the raw. It came out like 20, 2016, Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I highly, highly recommend it. I, I did a review of it whenever it came out. And, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I thought, it was, I thought it was brilliant. Cool. Because um, another one so, that was yeah. coming up in, in regards to this, I think it was, was it Jennifer's Body or Jessica's Body? Uh, yeah, yes. That's That had its own kind of bit of a cult following as well because of Megan Fox. That's kind of when she kind of was. Oh, okay. Like, and it's Amanda Secret from memory. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Is the uh, our protagonist in that one? Yeah. It's funny and again, yeah, that's a, mentioned... that, I guess that is a bit of a coming of age kind of sexual exploitation. Kind yeah. Because well. when and you mentioned the raw, all that women, I found that yeah. came up was the 1981 film about all the lions. You know, the ones <laughs> everyone got attacked. Yes, <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, yeah, so look, we're obviously, uh, I think we're both obviously incredibly appreciative of of the film and ginger snaps and i think we're both kind of saying that it still stands up despite the fact that it's 20 years old yeah so my age-old question when as we bow out of these podcasts and i'll throw it over to you now is would you recommend this to a modern going audience yeah absolutely um i do think like you know the the films of the 2000s have got a certain style to them but this is like the grittiness and the raw works so well with this um, and the homages that it's paying to different films and stuff like that, you won't get thrown on. The only thing that might throw you off is either the subject matter being too on the nose, or um, yeah. But again, if you're watching horror films, I think that you'd probably be able to take it. And also um, the special effects of um, yes. the the werewolf towards the end of the the, the thing. Having said that, though, yeah, it's, yeah, it gets a bit kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. Although yeah. I, I say that, but there's a, it's kind of almost looked like. Um, Br- Brundlefly a little bit at the end, yeah. where, it's, you know, where it is that kind of real animatronic kind of yes creature, and that that's what she kind of looked like. The wolf kind of looked like the big eye kind of yeah yeah kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it that like yes, it t- takes you out a little bit because it doesn't. No, well that's what I mean. Uh, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 it may be to some too plastic looking. Yeah, it as may be to some people to being like a real living, breathing entity. Yeah. So yeah. Having said yeah, that, right. though, like I, I, I personally really like that when you can communicate the emotion through that, like in uh, like King Kong, uh, and, yeah. and and stuff like yeah. that, where you're endowing enough onto it, so that like you know, even in what was it Jurassic World when they had that long neck dinosaur and and they had that sort of like nice moment. I mean, like you yeah. know. Uh, that was like one of the only nice moments in that film, but yeah, no, it's 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 a film that I think that would still hold up uh, nowadays for most audiences, especially because it's a good film for people, yeah. uh, especially young girls who might be going through an uh, I want emo or, or a gothic or or just yeah, sort of yeah. even just a, a, a stage by yourself. It might be a good yeah, film to absolutely. watch, like you know, with um, with, with your sisters and things like this. Maybe not your family, um, yeah. <laughs> your mums and dads or anything like that. But um, no, it's it's been popular. Any re- um, review I've seen around has been um, saying it was a great film. Any uh, yeah, person I've definitely. spoken to has liked it, both male and female. Any um, girl yeah, I've cool. spoken to has has recalled certain elements, mainly about what was it the um, the the pictures 
that they were taking at the beginning where it's like her impaled on certain things. And yeah, stuff like that. yeah, that's right. That's it right. would it would always go into a really good discussion about what the film was trying to say, what the the sim yeah. the symbolism was, the metaphors and and, and things like that yeah. with it, and um and, and usually lends itself to a good conversation just in general because it's the <laughs> conversation starter on those subject matters. Um, yeah. But even from a uh, Rotten Tomatoes point of view, I mean, it's uh, got a eighty-nine percent on the tomato meter. Yeah, yes, that's right. That's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. quite. And even um, the audience is staying high, seventy-eight. Yeah. I'm surprised it's actually not higher. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe, but then maybe there are some of those kind of people that just just didn't just some. Yeah, it just didn't bite with them, you know. <laughs> yes. So, but there you go. Yeah. Yeah. As as he wait. Cool, man. Well, look, I think on that note, uh, we could probably uh, bow out podcast record and um and uh yeah we've given it a big thumbs up from here from the sessions of horror crew absolutely so if you haven't seen it go go and check it out it's a good i i think the big thing for me was it was a good fun piece and uh, it's enjoyable it's an enjoyable flick yeah as a result so yeah it was good fun but it was also just dark enough like you know yes. as in you didn't feel like yeah you were going to like you know have to overcome this feeling of what this film was going to be giving you but it had enough darkness there as well to yes to um to keep its substance going and also to make nice. you feel for all the people involved yeah yeah definitely and definitely. far better than the wolfman the one with what's his name anthony hopkins Benicio del toro yeah i don't know i didn't like that yeah, yeah, no i didn't either I was not a that fan was a bit, was a, no i wasn't either wasn't either no Okay, man. All right. On that note, well, I'd just like to say thank you to Richard Lovegrove for joining us for the podcast discussions on Ginger Snaps. And I've been your host, Son Muerte. Let us know if you have watched this film or if you liked it yourself or if you disagree with our sentiments and you think that it was a big steaming pile of turd. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear from you either way. Werewolf so, turd. Uh, throw, throw us a line and, uh, and on our usual social platforms where you can find us on uh, Surge of the Horror. Until yeah. then... Uh, we uh, wish you good speed and uh, tune in for some more kind of discussions along the way for season seven. Yes. Until then, goodbye. We wish you good speed, good cocaine, and good marijuana. Well, or cannabis. You're listening to the Surgeons of Horror podcast. Music supplied by Peter Nezik. For more discussions or podcasts, Head over to surgeonsofhorror.com or head over to our Facebook and Twitter sites for the latest news and updates.